Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. Before we dive into that, I want to say thank you to the family leader. They are our 2022 Daily Dose Devotions sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements after this podcast. They've got a great organization. They're doing some awesome things, and we're thankful for their support. So far in Luke chapter 1, Zechariah has been visited by the angel Gabriel and told that his wife Elizabeth will have a son, John the Baptist, who will prepare the way for the Messiah. Then in Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy, the same angel Gabriel visits Mary and tells her that she's going to give birth to the Messiah, Jesus Christ, even though she is a virgin. In yesterday's devotion, we talked about how incredible Mary's response was to that news that would certainly bring hardship and concern into her life. It wasn't initially all great news for her, no doubt. In today's text, we pick it up right after that. Verse 39. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. You can imagine how it played out. Mary gets this astonishing word from Gabriel, and in part of his telling her what was going to come to her was him also telling her her cousin Elizabeth is six months pregnant despite the fact that she was barren, despite the fact that she is advanced in years. So the angel leaves, and Mary starts to ponder and think through these things, and not very long, maybe immediately, she thinks, I got to go talk to Elizabeth, because she's the only person who could possibly even closely relate to what I'm going through. Elizabeth isn't supposed to have kids because she's barren. I'm not supposed to have kids because I'm a virgin. And so we need to commiserate a little bit because there's not many other people around who we can go to who are going to relate to or understand or even believe what we have to tell them. So she goes up to the hill country where Zechariah and Elizabeth are at. And as soon as Elizabeth hears Mary's greeting, the baby in Elizabeth, that is John the Baptist, he's chomping at the bit to prepare the way for the Messiah. John the Baptist, at six months of age, in his mother's womb, leaps. It says that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, which at this time was not common to every true believer. The Holy Spirit indwelling all believers only happened for the first time at Pentecost, which is after the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. So in a unique way that is not common to everybody, Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, and in her being filled with the Holy Spirit, the baby in her is somehow able to receive the message of the coming Messiah, who he is going to lay the groundwork for, and he leaps with joy. Now this is neither here nor there, it's not the point of the text, but if a six-month baby in his mother's womb, albeit under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is able to receive a message and leap for joy, then we ought to view babies that are six months in their mother's womb as human beings deserving of life. And if you look elsewhere in Scripture, the same view should be afforded them far earlier than six months, all the way back to conception. Abortion, friends, is not a political issue. It is a biblical issue, and that's all I'm going to say about that right now. In a similar way to what we 
saw in yesterday's text of Mary's trusting the Lord, submitting to his will, Elizabeth, her cousin, also expresses pretty astounding faith. Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? She's already viewing this baby just having been conceived in Mary's womb as her Lord. And then Elizabeth says something else that sheds light for us on the importance of faith. Verse 45, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. She's talking about Mary. She's commending Mary for her faith. People have asked me often, how did people in the Old Testament get saved before Christ came? How did they get to heaven before somebody perfectly obeyed God's righteous, holy standard in their place, like Jesus did? How did they get to heaven before there was a perfect sacrifice and payment for sin, like the sacrifice and payment that Jesus made? How did they get to heaven before there was a resurrection from the dead that Jesus accomplished so that sin and death would be forever defeated? Well, Hebrews tells us that men and women before Jesus was around were justified by their faith, just like they're justified by their faith after Jesus, except their faith back then wasn't in Jesus. They didn't know who Jesus was specifically. Rather, to quote verse 45, they believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to them from the Lord. Mary has been told that there is going to be a Messiah who is going to be born from her, and she believes that. She has faith in that promise from the Lord, and Elizabeth acknowledges the significance of this. In the same way, David or Moses or Abraham, even though they didn't know specifically how it was going to play out, specifically that there would be a guy named Jesus Christ who did all these things, they also believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to them from the Lord. Hebrews says that their faith, that that kind of faith, was credited to them as righteousness. Now, where we're at on the timeline, after the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have a lot more specifics. And so it's not enough for us to just have faith in the promises of the Lord, that he would fulfill what he says, but we must have faith in the one who came and did those things, namely Jesus Christ. You see, in the economy of God, righteousness has always been transmitted to people through faith. And in a post-resurrection era, we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. Not by church attendance, not by Bible knowledge, not by being associated with people who are believers, not by saying prayers that include the words, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb, not through religious rituals, but by faith alone. It's too simple for some, and they need to make it more complex, all the while missing the boat. So let's ask the Lord to keep us from falling into that trap, and let's also ask him to use us to help others see the simplicity of salvation by faith in Christ. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family the church and government at the family leader they're bringing all three together to honor god and bless our neighbors learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com that's thefamilyleader.com we also want to highlight two ministry partners first is the cedar falls bible conference whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from saturday july 30th through saturday august 6th in 2022 second if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.